Fifth Street toward Borkers Lane. So I rarely In use. Feet, Wait a minute, hold on one second. Avenue. I'm GPSing it <laughs> at the same time. So I rarely use this word that I'm about to use. Rarely, very much, very rarely. <laughs> I very rarely use this word. Turn right onto Edmondson Avenue. So let me turn my uh, my GPS off. I rarely, rarely, rarely use this word. So know that i hate the way people cross the street in west baltimore oh my fucking god i hate the way people cross the street in west baltimore <laughs> oh my gosh okay so and you know i'm sharing this because i know <laughs> i know that there's some other actually this whole podcast is about something totally different and nice and pleasant and fun I wish I could actually play the music that I was just listening to a few minutes ago that actually inspired this podcast. So we're about to get to all of the, you know, <laughs> the the the, uh, the cuteness and the fluffiness and the good colors and all of the wonderfulness of life. But right now, I hate that we people cross the street in West Baltimore. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I'm used to it because I've lived around this area before. I just actually moved back with my dad recently and um making a strategic chess move in life and so you know this is the third time in my life that i've lived with my father so you know and one let's see the longest period of time i've, I've been around here since i was a, a kid used to come over my dad's house between the ages of nine and twelve and you know as a kid spend the summer with my father and then I lived with my father again when I was 17 until I was about 18 and a half, maybe. <clears throat> then I lived with him again recently, uh, back in 2015, for several months. So I'm I'm used to <laughs> I'm used to this area. But what it is is, you know, it's me actually. It's because I've changed and I kind of have different perspectives about life and. Um, so it would seem like something as simple as people crossing the street would be neither here nor there. But, oh my gosh, because what people, and it's not everybody, you know, you got some people that really do know how to cross the street, but you have so many people that, like what just happened to me, I'm driving up to a green light and I'm almost at, I'm almost at the end of the, the block, at the light, and out of nowhere from behind a car comes my brother, my African-American brother. <laughs> who walked straight out in the middle street with his back turned and so you know i'm not an asshole i i strive every day every single day not to be an ass because i don't think the world needs another ass <laughs> you know so i i naturally just adapt to these situations i don't go off the rails i don't curse people out i don't you know if I feel like somebody's really doing something that doesn't make sense, I might like really come to them maturely and go, hey man, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know, for the most part, I just, I just cater to people. I try to work around it, keep it moving so I don't let it get to me or whatever. So naturally as I'm coming up to the light, I start slowing down when he just pops out of nowhere. And so the funniest thing happened, I'm sitting, and this is why like my number one subject in life uh, a lot of you all know me for music, you know me for quotes, you know me for, you know, funny videos or silly videos, videos with my kids, you know, all kinds of stuff. 
Um, but the thing that I realized connects them all, and it's the reason why I'm into everything, even all the way down to philosophy and, and all that kind of stuff, I realized that it's really about one subject. I'm really just super fascinated with one subject and all of these different roads lead to that one subject. I'm like a, <laughs> how would I, let me see, what's the, what's the term that I could use? I'm trying to figure out a term for a person that doesn't go to school for something, but they just, they just, but they still learn it in the real school, which is just living. I'm, I'm a psychologist, like not a psychologist, but I'm into the field of psychology heavily when it comes to life. I've never studied it formally in school, but everything that I'm fascinated with, when I get down to why I'm so fascinated, it's because I'm fascinated with psychology. So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Let's start off with the thing that most people know me for, which is music. For me, music, you know, was a gift of freedom in so many different directions. As a kid, it was freedom of expression, you know. Um, and so that's what makes it be like my heart and my soul. But past that, you know, as I started to venture out into the world, it was the impact that it had on people. The very real, <clears throat> the very real therapeutic impact. Hold on, let me drink some water. The very real therapeutic impact, as well as the uh, the the influential impact, uh, impact, the ability to <coughs> to get people to you know do things that are. Uh, you know, based on a message or based on like a belief or a principle, you know, and it's why I'm so passionate about it because your powers can be used for good or for not good, you know, not so good. Well, some people say evil and, um, you know, it's powerful. Music is just powerful. And so whatever you put in that powerful vehicle is going to manifest. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. But, you know, the, the psychological aspect of it, that's what really does it for me. So, Music, psychology. When I think about business, I am super fascinated every day with business. I'm studying it every day. But why is that? If I go back to my first business that I created and the success of it, it's because I have a deep connection to people. I care about people and I care about connecting with people. Um, and in that, I'm fascinated with what you can do by providing the right product or service to people, how you can really impact them psychologically in a positive way and change their lives. You know, so that's that. But anyway, I'm going down this long rabbit hole. <laughs> My point is that, you know, that's that's the thing that I'm looking at. So I'm, I'm looking at this guy walk across the street, right? Let me go all the way back. Looking at this guy walk across the street. I already slow down. He acts like he acts like it's nothing because you could just I could just tell just, you know, just normal. This is just what I do. But the, the smallest thing got me because I, I, I and I knew it was going to happen. It was like osmosis. When he got maybe three or four steps, he kind of turned back and looked. And I could tell by like the, the, the quick and it was real quick glance. But the glance really was like, yeah, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> like, I know I'm wrong. And what you, you know, what? Like, what? What you going to do about it? You know, or like, whatever. What? You know? And of course you know me being me i just i let it slide or whatever but my thing is just like oh my gosh you know <laughs> people walk out in the middle of the street like they are cars and then they look at you like yeah like what you know i'm the one that has the the right away here i'm like do you understand i have i don't know how 
heavy this damn car is, but I got, let's just say 2,000 pounds. I got a 2,000 pound vehicle that's coming, and, and that's even at a slow speed of, of 10 or 15 miles per hour going up this block. 20 miles an hour, like, you multiply that weight. <laughs> Come on now, like, really? It, it should be the other way around. I should be the one, you know, looking like, get out the way, you know, and, and you like, let me make sure, like, Anyway, I hate the way people cross the street in West Baltimore. <laughs> and I think it's due to our psychology. We just don't give a damn a lot of times, you know. And So anyway, anyway, let's move to some good stuff because I'm not trying to stay there. Let me tell you, actually, <laughs> thanks for sticking with me through that. Let me tell you, actually, what this podcast is really about. It's actually about peace and love and positivity. <laughs> so I'm riding in a car and I'm listening to... Uh, soul music and at the time i was on a youtube kind of like shuffling kind of thing where youtube would just kind of pull up the next video based on the last thing you watched so the first thing i'm grooving to now let me tell you another uh, positive thing about that whole street incident just now <laughs> the best part about it was while all that was happening one of the things that helped me besides my positivity and optimism was that i was also listening to Minnie ripperton loving you <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to be mad or upset when listening to that song, you know. So anyway, the, the video went from there. And then the next video played, which was uh, Roy Ayers, Searching. And, you know, soul music. It just, y'all know how it happens. Like, soul music just hits you. Soul music just grabs you by the heart. It's like, come here, sit down. Sit down and take this love medicine. <laughs> I'm 37 years old and I grew up. You know, being an 80s baby, I grew up with some good music for sure. I'm so jealous of the 70s babies <laughs> in a way that I'm proud of. Like, I, like I'm like i happily jealous because especially being a musician, you know, it's twofold. The 70s had some of the greatest love music, the greatest passionate, real Oh, uh, we gotta go. You know, this is one of those times when it's like, I embrace the future and want to and want to take the past that's good right along with it. And that's that actually leads me to actually what I wanted to tell you all. You know, so I'm listening to this Roy Air searching, and I'm just vibing and grooving to it, and I'm just thinking about the power and the uh, the contagious nature of soul music, and I said to myself, you know what, I need to do a project among the many projects that I'm already doing. I need to do a project uh, that's that's just good music. It's, I mean, like, last night, you know, our Herbie Hancock and Chick Corea tribute was amazing. It was a humble effort by some of the greatest. I got a chance to stand on the stage with some of the greatest in Baltimore. And it really hit me last night as I was driving away because it's really where my mind starts with a lot of these processes. I was just like, wow. <clears throat> you know, the the people that I graced the stage with tonight, now I all call friends. But 15 years ago when I was just starting out as a musician, these were people that I, they were idols for me. Like, seriously, like... As they would say in the in the, in the African American demographic, I bullshit you not. Like these these are people 
that I really, when I when I didn't even know a C chord from a G chord, or I didn't know a, a one note from another note on the piano, I was listening to these great musicians, these legendary, you know, great um, legacies in their own right, musicians, and just in awe, just appreciating them. So to be able to grace the stage with them last night, I do not take it lightly. And um, as I was thinking about that, you know, the way that it came together, the show was really, really good. And it was very soul. It was just good music. We didn't. Here's the thing. Okay, ah, I'm I'm so glad I remember this in a moment. So for everybody that attended, in fact, I should have. This is one of those things where you wish you could reverse the uh, you could turn back the hands of time. Just to say one more thing that you forgot to say that you thought would be valuable or impactful. To everybody who came last night to the show, the band that you saw <coughs> and the amazing music that you heard go down on the stage, there was one uh, compliment from the brother, um, one of the brothers that was there, um, where he said, uh, his name was Gene, I think it was Gene, Gene Bailey. Shout out to Gene Bailey. Thanks again, man, for coming and hanging out man it was great to meet you and uh hope i got your name right <laughs> i know your name is definitely gene gene said that he said man you know i really appreciate what you did you know in his own way he was telling me how much he appreciated and how blown away he was and he said the thing that really took the cake for him that really blew him away was he said i've heard musicians play this music before i've, I've heard musicians play your career he said but usually you know when i see those musicians I see something that's different from what I saw tonight, which is that I looked up on the stage <coughs> and in the middle of everything you all were playing, I realized something. You didn't have any sheet music. <laughs> and I think about this all the time uh, when when Blue and I, the bass player for the group, when Blue and I are having conversations, I, I think about it and I talk about it a lot where it's, and we both talk about it, where we realize what we're doing, I mean, we're used to it now. It comes natural to us. But what we're doing, if you really look at it from a foundational level, from a person who has no idea how to do it or that's not what they do, they don't have the skill to do it, it's like sorcery. I mean, it's like wizardry. We are we are like communicating psychically. We did not, when I, when I if you didn't get a chance to listen to the, the last podcast uh, right before this, it was a, a recap of the show. Please listen to that if you get a chance. And one of the things that I was saying there was uh, that, you know, the whole night in an hour and 45 minute set that we did straight on through, no break, just just good music. <laughs> you know, we may have looked at each other for a total of 15 seconds. And I'm not exaggerating. I bullshit you not. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. All of 15 seconds. In fact, one of the one of the funniest and most uh, probably memorable things about last night, to even demonstrate the point, is the the way that the stage was set up and the, the angle of the piano and where the horn players were in the middle. Lester Wallace and I, the drummer, we we couldn't even see each other the entire night. So, out of that 15 seconds, you know, the communication between Lester and I, as far as uh, you know, optically <laughs> through that, you know was all of maybe five maybe five seconds and but the music was timeless and classic and it's a memorable moment and here's the point that i was getting to for everybody that came last night in the midst of everything i just told you 
we didn't have one rehearsal. No, not a rehearsal. Not one. <laughs> we had not one rehearsal. And let me tell you a little bit more about that, and I'll get to the, the last point of uh, what's, what inspired this whole podcast. Uh, Roy Ayers and, and good music. We didn't have one rehearsal, and this is why I was so honored to grace the stage before I did last night, because at this point, everybody that was on stage plays music in a completely different way, psychologically, and communicates in a totally different way psychologically. No sheet music, no rehearsal. Now, of course... You know, as as is a standard practice, of course. Now, let me tell you all how. And here's the other part. This show wasn't even planned. We were supposed to be doing a Yellow Jacket show. And in the last, let's say, when did I change it? I moved mid-June. So I want to say, yes, it was at the it was at the end of June. Because we had just finished another show where we presented the Yellow Jackets music. If you all get a chance... Uh, check that out on my YouTube channel. Aaron Hill TV is my YouTube channel. Um, you can check out not the not the show. Well, you can check out both shows. But there are a lot of people who have seen the show from last year but hadn't seen the Yellow Jackets uh, presentation that we did at the end of June with our bass player, Blue, at his uh, church, which is the Unitarian Universalist Church um, of Columbia, Congregation of Columbia. Check that out on my YouTube channel if you get a chance. So right after that, you know, then the goal was to start gearing up for the August Yellow Jacket show. Now, if you know Yellow Jacket's music, Yellow Jacket's music is not, you can't just show up at a gig and call a Yellow Jacket's tune. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> There's no way to catch it on the fly. It's, it's that the, the uh, presentation that we did at Blues Church in Columbia, it was called, um, uh, liquid architecture and he presented when I say a phenomenal speaking presentation that was combined with the music that put this into perspective he used Frank Lloyd Wright and the houses uh, that Frank Lloyd Wright uh, has and the and the the artistry in it the artistry in the architecture you know was what he was talking about and he was using the Yellow Jackets music and one of the words that he used which is actually named after one of their songs is called a mosaic. So you can't just sit down and play Yellow Jackson music. So from the end of June to the top of August, that's not a that's not a, a long window. So what I decided was that uh, instead of doing the jacket show because we're going to present new music, I would just switch it to two of the most influential piano players in my life. Now the, here's the funny part, and I said this last night. To some degree, I almost made what I was trying to ease up as far as effort, I almost made it twice the work <laughs> because Herbie Hancock by himself, I mean, just to do a tribute to Herbie is like, you got to do some work. You got to do some homework. And then Chick Corea, like these are the two, you know, the, the, the two pillars, like the two twin towers, you know, if you will, of, um, you know, of jazz, of piano, of jazz piano. And so, um, by the way, another thing is I digress. There's a video on YouTube uh, where you can see Herbie, Hancock, and Chick Corea together as far as uh, piano on on two pianos 
when I say it's, it's one of the deepest conversations I've ever heard in life, check it out. Um, but, you know, to do both of these towers, these pillars in one show. But the thing was, I knew that musically, you know, I've been playing this music and a lot of the band, you know, at some point in different places in their career, you know, played this music. So the, I was just like, hey, look, switcheroo and... You know, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you tunes. Pretty much everything is going to be something that you either already know or is at least familiar enough, you know, with the cycle of tunes that these, you know, most musicians play in these artists' uh, repertoire. Um, you know, that you it'll be doable. And I was like, more than, because of this, like I'm doing this because we probably won't have a rehearsal. Probably no rehearsal. You know, I was looking at my time between July and August, and it was just, yeah, a lot and trying to get a right schedule. It just, I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But for me, and this is why I'm loving being at this place in my career and why I appreciate the people that I share the stage with at this point in my career, because I actually rather play that way. I have, and this might sound strange, especially to people who aren't musicians, I'd rather actually be less prepared for a show and more prepared but at the beginning of my music career and and every musicians uh even if it's not a career for you at the very beginning of becoming a musician it's the exact opposite <laughs> the scariest thing is not having rehearsal the scariest thing is playing spain you know like the, the scariest thing is showing up and not having gone over that with, with the band except for like how we did you know except for you know 30 minutes before the show starts you know and then even then it's like yeah you know we you might miss it like like yesterday it was almost like I couldn't even play the line because <laughs> it's just been a while and it takes practice and and it's and in the moment last night I, I don't even think I made one, like, seriously. I don't even think I made one mistake in the line because I was so present, you know. But that's just what it is. So, um, so yeah, you know, just to be able to share the stage and have this kind of thing. So I just want to let you all know that there was no rehearsal, zero rehearsal for the Herbie Hancock and Chick Career show that you witnessed yesterday. And if you didn't witness it, please go to my uh, Facebook page or YouTube and check out the video. Um, I actually have video up for it. There's one video that it's going to, it's going to be called the bottle video. And that's a video of Micah with the bottle, uh, doing watermelon man captured by Kai, a good friend Kai. And so you can check out that. But if you haven't, you know, if you didn't get a chance to uh, attend the show, look out for that video tomorrow <laughs> believe it'll be up and uh just remember when you're watching it zero rehearsal and so the the last thing as i as i digressed i went from here to california um i'm in baltimore so yeah <laughs> this is actually what this podcast was was really about as i was listening to roy Ayers, i realized that i want to do a project uh that's soul music it's just just easy pure soul music like what happened last night and i don't even want it to be a lot of preparation at all i want it to really be no rehearsal it's going to be no rehearsal it's going to be just show up and i'm going to 
you're just going to learn it right there and we're just going to record it right there as we learn it <laughs> and uh, the goal is that it's going to be like 70s like 70s soul music and um, I realized the name of the project as I was listening to Royal Airs and it's going to be called Just Good Music that's it <laughs> it's, it's going to be called Just Good Music so look out for that in my future I'm going to try to make it more so near than far. And uh, let me know what you think about this huge digression of a monologue or uh, actually a dialogue. <laughs> but let me know what you think of this. And yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Drop a line on my Facebook page uh, with your thoughts or either just drop a message to this podcast. And I'll talk to you all soon. Oh, one more thing. Look out for my piano album. This week, Key Reflections has been a long time coming and the project is finally going to be released online on streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, as well as Apple iTunes and Amazon and that kind of thing um, this week. And so one thing I'll say in advance that I'm going to be um, I'm going to re be repeating so that I can, you know, kind of get my family, my friends into the flow. If you stream the album please consider purchasing it also like on another platform um, because artists, we don't get paid a whole lot for streaming, but I love streaming because it gets it right into your playlist immediately. And that to me is the most important thing. Uh, but anyway, on that tip, I'll talk to you all soon. Take care and love you. Peace.